0: Welcome to Talkin' Docs, the monthly show where we dive into the world of documentaries and review them for your listening pleasure. Why documentaries, you may ask? Well, documentaries have the power to inform, educate, and entertain us in ways that few other mediums can. They allow us to delve deep into a subject, explore different perspectives, and challenge our assumptions. But with so many documentaries out there, it can be overwhelming to decide what to watch. That's where we come in. On Talkin' Docs, we'll cover a wide range of topics, from politics and social issues to art, science, and nature. So whether you're a seasoned documentary buff or just dipping your toe into the genre, Talkin' Docs is the perfect place to discover new films, expand your horizons, and join the conversation about the world around us.
1: Hi, welcome to Talkin' Docs. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with my two wonderful co-hosts, Logan Croslin and Cowboy Roger, which is what I decided to start calling me. <laughs> How are y'all?
0: Hee-haw. Doing, well. <laughs> doing well. Doing uh, well.
2: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the documentary we have tonight.
1: Me too. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. This is our second episode, and we got some really good feedback on the first episode, I thought. Um, Did pretty well, so people seem pretty into what we got going on, so that was exciting.
0: Very exciting. mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got quite a few messages about it, so uh, definitely seems like a lot of people are interested and uh, like what we put out on the first episode, so... Let's keep it rolling.
0: <laughs> we, do, we we do appreciate all the feedback. It's it's a Absolutely. good. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, appreciate that. And we even got a tweet. Um that
0: oh, yeah.
1: Somebody <laughs> said they would PayPal us um, to cover a certain documentary. I, look, nobody has ever offered to give me money to cover a certain thing. I'm not against that. <laughs> but uh, for there's requests, I can be persuaded with dollars. I don't know how well, you guys feel about that.
2: Let's just say more people need to be like that guy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm just I'm just following your lead, Jenny. <laughs> if, 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 if somebody if somebody pays you, you just, you just tell me what documentary to watch.
1: Okay, all right. Cow, well.
0: Cowboy Roger is always um, pro pro bono. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because I Cause I'll always want to, because I just call you Roger, and then but your nickname's Cowboy. I don't really ever think of you that way or call you that at all. So um, <laughs> I'm just mixing up your names. It's all good. It's all good.
0: Okay, it's, it's an enigma, really. I love it, honestly.
1: <laughs> kind of do too. <laughs> um, so there's, we, there's a lot worse
0: things you could. I, I could be called. So that's I, true. I'll take it.
1: We are continuing with our series on cults uh, for these documentaries, so we have settled on one that I knew nothing about. N- had no clue about any of this, which is amazing, and I love when I go into a documentary knowing nothing about it. It's called The Way Down, uh, God, Greed, and the something of Gwen Chamblin Cult. Cult, <laughs> yes. Of course. So it's on HBO Max. It has five episodes, Mm -hmm. and this one is neat because you get sort of feedback from the documentary series in the documentary series because apparently it had three episodes, and then they came back later and followed up on some of the story when other events occurred and uh, added on two episodes, which I really appreciated so we could get the whole story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, other events of spoiler alert here, Mm -hmm. but there was a, there was a horror, a plane crash in the middle of the filming of the documentary.
1: That is wild.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so they did the first three, And then that happened. And I mean, I I remember watching these when they were, you know, basically live at the time. So then we had to wait. I think it was six months ish for for the last two um, for obvious reasons. But yeah, crazy, crazy story here.
1: All right. So it aired in uh, 2021 in September. Mm -hmm. Did you watch it at the time, Logan? Uh, I did not.
2: I I think this is one that I saw that I I didn't, uh, it didn't really uh, draw me in, I guess Uh, just looking at like the pictures and stuff like that. So, uh, but I definitely knew about it, but I had not watched it before this uh, viewing.
1: All right. Me either. And this is shocking to me because these two subjects (laughs) together, meaning um, what I'm going to call Southern Baptist, because
0: that's
1: (laughs) truly how it feels. Um, And then the whole weight loss system that goes hand in hand with their religion, which is amazing to me. Like, how did I not know this existed? <laughs> but it seemed, I mean, it seemed she was out in the media, uh, the founder of The Way Down, uh, Gwen Chamlin, The Way Down Workshop, which ended up getting picked up by thousands of churches across the country and becoming a big staple. Uh, to the point where she formed a church based off of this way down workshop that that's nuts, Roger.
0: yeah um I, I think you know one of the things that jumped out to me with this was was kind of the stark difference between this quote unquote cult and um heavens gate where I think when we were talking about heaven's Gate, there was a um it's you and know, obviously empathy for the um for the followers, but even there there was a a sense between the three of us right that both t and o were you know genuine in the sense that they mm-hmm. they they really believed what was what was going on i i did not necessarily have that <laughs> have that feeling here it felt like you know just just on the surface on the surface to me it felt like a kind of a money grab and then you Mm -hmm. use the religion piece of it to for two reasons right because obviously there's a financial benefit to that from like a tax perspective and things like that and then um just like it's like you said jenny these are two things like that are that are so you know important to people that like if you can figure out a way to marry them together which is you know, which Mm -hmm. is this religion and like the struggle people deal with, with weight loss, Mm -hmm. that it felt like just a giant grift to me. And like, like the her Joe Lara grifter, like just a big, Mm -hmm. big grift. So um, in this one, I felt, I felt more, more, even more so than having Gate, like the followers here, I felt like mm-hmm. true sympathy for them because mm-hmm. I think they were sold the bill of goods.
2: Yeah, I think they were sold something that like really was kind of destructive to their own selves. Um, there was even a point, uh, kind of what Roger was talking about, there was a point where they were talking about the videos and like, they were already into the church and stuff like that but like gwen was talking to like people that, that worked the phones and stuff like that and how things were selling and stuff like that so you could all you could honestly tell that like i think deep down maybe she believed what she was saying uh, i do think she was in it for the money and the power and the mm-hmm. and the fame and all that kind of stuff so um but, but you, you could tell even in that little segment of it that like you know that, that was what was important to her, that things were moving, like the books were moving and the videos were moving and the tapes were moving uh, off the shelves or wherever they were being sold or shipped to, uh, what, wherever those kind of things were sold and stuff like that at that point. But um, yeah, I, I think she genuinely believed that she was sent from you know God and that <laughs> she was maybe not a prophet per se, uh, like a lot of people try to uh, say that she is. Uh, I mean, maybe, yeah, that's definitely what it seems like she is, but I don't think she thought of herself as that, but just maybe like a conveyor of some, some kind of message. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely got out of control and I was definitely in the wrong purpose uh, for it all. So, yeah.
1: I I had some initial questions just about the way down workshop itself. and And so basically in order to lose weight, you can eat whatever you want as long as you wait until you're hungry. From what I understand, and then you only eat until that physical hunger feeling goes away. So it's portion control, basically, mm-hmm. is how they broke it down in the documentary.
2: Yeah, and- I mean, you're you're basically supposed to wait until you're completely like starving pretty much. And, uh, anytime that you are, uh, not hungry, you're supposed to fill with prayer. So.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, frankly, I think that that was the, um, that was kind of the sugar-coated marketing mm-hmm. version of the, mm-hmm. of the, of the, of the diet, because you heard some of those past folks saying I was, mm-hmm. I believe there was one who said I was on 10 bites a day.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's wild. And
0: so, like like the, uh, the, the 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 good version of the diet is you only eat when you're totally starving and you pray the rest of the time. That's the Basically. good version. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 truth is, I think that they looked at all these people as tools to bring in more, to bring in more people, and ultimately more money. So if you're um. putting on weight or you're not rail thin, right? Like you're not a you're of no use to them, and then you know it's like, and then to play on folks' faith, right? Say, oh well, you must have done something because God's punishing you, or whatever the case may be. That that
1: is a whole different spin. Like, yeah. look, okay, I, I think it's fascinating the the two marrying these two together, uh creating a church based on this because I I'm I grew up in the south I know these Mm -hmm. ladies like this you know and who just radiate sunshine and Mm -hmm. mental illness Uh, (laughs) right and and like and it's just like everything they say is like Jesus God this you know praise Jesus that and it's just this constant stream of these like Christian buzzwords you know that Mm -hmm. don't seem to really mean anything they I never saw her talk about you know Satan or (laughs) you know that it was always this appearance led and driven religion basically um if you're you're the first thing that she had you do was say how much weight you lost you know when she's talking to you when she goes up when you go to do your testimony there's people screaming crying I lost 83 pounds and you know, so that same addiction that comes with trying to lose the weight is that is sort of the same thing that taps into with the religion. So pairing these together is evil and brilliant and genius in my mind.
2: Yeah, and especially in the South where we're not. For the, sure. For, for the most part, we're not the healthiest people. I feel like we get a lot of crap mm-hmm. for not being uh, super duper healthy. So. Uh, going hard in on the religion, which we are super religious uh, down here at the same time. Uh, I feel like that was a really smart uh, yet maybe a little bit evil uh, way of going about things. but yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's it's a match made in uh, a greed, I guess, for uh, mm-hmm. miss miss Gwen. so um she she was smart in that way, but it's very, very not good and evil at the same time,
0: yeah, and it's just really it's like bastardizing something that is um. You know that that's that's not unique. Like so when folks are trying to improve their lives, right? Um, you know, whether it be quitting things or whatever the case may be, right, there's um there is like this sense that a higher power can help you mm-hmm. with that. And I mean I think it's been proven true that, that that it can and that having having faith in something other than other than just yourself is is helpful, right? In 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 the self improvement process. But Where they like, I mean, and they lose me pretty quick, but where they really lose me is the, is kind of the, the, the vengeful God Mm -hmm. aspect Uh of Mm -hmm. it. And that anything negative in your life, in the, in your life is because you're not doing something right, right? And God's punishing you. And then as we see with many cult and cult like places, um, groups, there's the, the hilarious double standard. That the right. um, that the, the leaders don't necessarily have have that same have, have that same um, you know are not held to that same standard.
1: She the a lot of the power of her just comes from her. I don't know it, her hair. I, I was gonna say her hair. I mean, her hair is a whole.
2: It's a whole thing. ass move.
1: I I don't even know what she was thinking by the end with all of that. It just kept get bigger and bigger, just bigger and bigger, and she's just smaller and smaller, right? Right. She's just dwindling, and and her daughter as well. Oh my god! Oh my god! I I worry about the daughter. But
2: (laughs) I feel like the hair was like sucking the life form out of her. It does. It's like yeah,
1: basically. Um. So, she is. In all these churches, everybody's doing these weight programs. Um, and so then she decides she's going to, she has sort of a, a moment where she breaks free. They're having a big way down conference or whatever. And that's when she's like, you know, we're going to start a church. They start the church in Brentwood, Tennessee. Uh, very. Uh, white and rich mm-hmm. <laughs> area, so a lot of these people, like is mentioned in the documentary, not a lot of diversity, uh, in any way, and so it helps with that. It helps feed that whole conformity idea within the church because they all dress alike, they all dress their kids alike, and they're all doing the same things, and it becomes cultish very quickly when they start the church. I feel like.
0: Yeah, and they talk about in the documentary how the these people are like the, the Stepford wives and the mm-hmm. Stepford children, and I think that that's another another thing that's pretty prevalent in and then not not the South necessarily, but in some of these um, you know religious you know re- religious groups that I've seen where this you know appearances are more important than reality and like just this, this overarching phoniness that mm-hmm.
1: phony uh, yes
0: very very phony right so and um I, I think we I think we see that here it's just I mean I feel like it I hate to speak poorly of someone who's not here anymore but I feel like she was just not a very good person. Like <laughs> Logan I, I know yeah I Logan that she maybe believed that she was some kind of prophet well they ask her they ask her if she's a prophet right and she she does the she does the she won't say she's a prophet but she doesn't say she's a prophet prophet. so it's a very very Uh, political you know deflective kind of answer and i hate to say it but i think i think it was all a money and power thing oh absolutely
1: Maybe you know, as she was in the thick of it, she convinced herself that she was a prophet that she heard things from God, and you know, it just it just perpetuates the story that she's doing so she can she could say she heard anything from God, you know, and it, people were just yeah. caught up in it, you know, because they kept losing the weight because they kept following this these guidelines, and it just they started conforming to every bit of her guidelines within the church. Um, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: exactly.
1: but then they started getting into some trouble. So some members of their church, what one of their, a newborn, not, a, not a newborn, but a pretty young child, uh, died of SIDS. And then, um, One of their other children died from abuse suffered within the church. We got to hear from one of the babysitters who had had an interaction with that child and the parents and had heard the abuse. And he told her, she said, what can we do? You know, is there a toy or game or something to make your son stop crying? And he was like, just hit him, like hit him hard, basically. And then he'll stop crying. And she's like, I'm not going to hit your son. And it ended in that child's death. That was heartbreaking and yeah. <laughs> horrific to hear the details of what happened to him. Because they they go into it. And some of the practices that they put into place with regarding the children start mm-hmm. coming out into the media. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I I mean, the the whole thing with the kids and, like, the glue sticks and just, like, you know, like, if they're not conforming to what you want them to be, if they're acting up, that, like, you just need need to, I mean, spanking's a thing in the South, always has been, probably always will be until just people uh, eventually cut it out, you know, but, uh, which might not ever happen, I guess. But, um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, just going as far as to, like, you know, like she has some of those tapes that she sends to certain people and uh, uh that go out that like basically say if your your kid isn't acting right you can you can hit them and uh and you need to keep hitting them until uh they act right because uh, obviously something's wrong with them they're you know they have a demon or something like that or they're they're not doing what god wants them to do or something to that effect um but yeah the, the whole thing with the kid and like they freaking like lock him in a box. And I think he basically, I mean, I think they hit his head pretty mm-hmm. hard. Um, so I don't know if it was the trauma from the, the hitting his head with the whatever kind of door was on the little box, but they lock him in there. So it might've been a something like that. And then like suffocation, cause it wasn't like a really open like chest or anything like that. So yeah, just that, that was horrifying. And just all, all the stuff with the kids was just, just, Rub me the wrong way, and uh, I think it would rub most people the wrong way, especially those of us that have kids. So, um, yeah, just, just, just not good.
0: Yeah, and I think like the other thing I would mention is that, I mean, again, you know, the documentary, like I, I, maybe we don't have both both sides of the story, but the way if it's if it's accurate, the way it was portrayed in the documentary, where this kid had, I mean, they showed the diagram right, of the kid with, Uh you know, it looked like just years and years worth of bruises and whatnot on on him, um, that it takes it to another level to me, like, you would think the church would, at that point, even if, even if these, even if these parents were, you know, were were in some way following what the church thought that they would maybe ostracize or condemn what mm-hmm. what happened but I mean they completely went the other way they they paid for the parents' legal defense mm-hmm. right and, they, and, she and, was in
1: the courtroom yeah on and, their and then, side
0: like and then the not what Ted whatever his name was right he was a big church elder I mean just outwardly just defended the parents so they didn't do anything wrong. This is mm-hmm. they get, they're essentially they're getting railroaded, which I mean that kicks that kicks this up to a, another level, right? Where yeah. you know at least at least the adults are making uh you know a misguided decision, and they're adults, right? The kids are are obviously a hundred percent innocent. The kids aren't there to lose to, to lose weight or to get exactly. closer to God, right? They're they're they're, they're and the fact that that this group essentially like condoned and encouraged child abuse in order to ensure that these kids behaved well in public is like, is, is is horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. There's not one good one, one redeeming thing about this group. No.
1: And they, the children, you know, she just preached obedience Uh, and I was, there's, Tons of footage of her preaching throughout the documentary, tons of just her talking to people, interacting with people. And she, it just seems like the way that she spoke didn't mean anything. Like there was, you know, it just felt like control and conformity. And there was, and it was supposed to lead you to this, you know, this refocusing on God. And there are a lot of people that really want to do that. They really want. You know, to have a very personal relationship with God and and they want to believe and they want the blessings. They want to be obedient. And it's like she just fed on them and she just. She turned it to exactly how she could get them to do it, you know, and I, I, I don't we talk a lot about people that join these cults and why would they do it? And I can see some of the appeal with the weight loss and stuff, but if you're listening to her and trying to like, figure out what exactly is she saying it's, it feels very wishy-washy and not clear at all. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, do y'all do Easter? Like, what are you, <laughs> what is your belief besides <laughs> weight loss? You know, like what? And I think,
0: I think one of the, uh, one of the folks that they talked to, um, One of the women that had left that had left the group um, kind of talked about it as you know looking they were she was looking for something looking to improve her like you said Jenny improve her relationship with with God and looking to lose weight and this was a a, a like-minded group of people right Mm -hmm. and you know when you're well once you convince yourself of something it's it's a tough thing I think to just Look in the mirror and say, I was, I couldn't have been more wrong about this thing that I've devoted the last six months of my life to, right? Like it's a chance, a tough thing. And yeah, I think you look for reasons to keep, keep believing you know, almost like a, you know, like a high school kid who still believes in Santa Claus.
2: <laughs> what do you mean? What, you mean, what, you mean? <laughs> sorry. Sorry for the high school, for the high school listeners. No, I'm just playing um but yeah even one of the one of the ladies that they talked to a lot i think she was on all five episodes i can't remember what her name was um but like she kind of said that they were somewhat encouraged to not ask a lot of questions but she was the one that i feel like she said a lot she asked a lot of questions and it was kind of she was kind of chastised for it and mm-hmm. all, all that kind of stuff so um yeah there was the, uh, like you know somebody like her found holes in it and were like well why, why can't we do this a little bit differently? And, uh, you know, people judged her, and Gwen maybe shot her to the cold shoulder uh, a little more often, the more and more she started to question things. So, some people devoted a lot of years to this and got out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, you know, like Roger said, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, if it's something that draws you in, it's kind of hard to draw yourself back out because something about it was really enthralling to begin with. And um, even if you may question a lot of the methods and stuff like that, that there's a deeper message that like really connects with you that like keeps you, keeps you hanging on because you want to, you want to have that better relationship with God. You want to be closer to him and you know, you want to lose weight and be healthy, but you mm-hmm. may not want to go to the extremes that like they t- kind of try to instill in you to be that way. Cause and like that you have to be skinny to like be be obedient and be good in God's eyes. Cause I mean, I, 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 am I'm not uber religious or anything. I go to church fairly often. Uh, but I have started listening to like a Bible verse thing every morning. Um, and the, the, uh, the one that I listened to today that said, it doesn't matter who you are, what, what you do. Um, God's going to love you any shape and size, whatever, uh, whatever, you know, kind of, uh, life that you lead, obviously mm-hmm. if you follow him more and are m- more, uh, li- live your life in the way that he <laughs> wants you to, it, 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 it ends up better for you. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, you can be any shape and size. It doesn't matter what you look like or, uh, you know, and it, stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's just a bunch of hogwash that she has out there, uh, for all of her followers for all these years. So, Yeah.
1: And a lot of them, like you said, built their entire life around that, you know, being part of that community, you know, and they all used their quote unquote gifts um, (laughs) as as part of – they were kind of trying to be a little self-sufficient community, you know, you – you use the doctors and the, and the lawyers that go to your church, right? And even that, all that ridiculous hair, she never had anybody, she never paid anybody to come and do her hair. They would do her hair and it would be a free service because that's the preacher lady, right? And she just took advantage of every little thing like that. And she, at one point when she's explaining, she literally draws a pyramid on this whiteboard and then it explains you know the whole levels to their whole religion like it's a it's a pyramid scheme like <laughs> you just put it up there and, and another thing that the documentary is funny because i i feel like i have more questions at the end of the documentary <laughs> um through her whole life you know her childhood and her husband that she was married to for what 20 some odd years um Mm
2: -hmm.
1: he was a preacher too he's he noped out he noped out (laughs) he (laughs) was like i'm not going to your church but he stayed married to her for all that time so he obviously knew was it wasn't a real thing
0: and she never took him out of the well
1: yeah that's crazy that's crazy yeah. but she had to pay him what was it like three million or some shit yeah to get to get divorced for him from him after all those years um and he's he doesn't seem to be a presence in any of these people's lives you know like you're a cult that are running a whole religion and you're married to this guy who's never around like that seems so weird to me <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was very strange. Um, And and throughout the the whole thing, the the son, um, I mean, I think he's all in, but I think he's more in towards the end because, you know, I I don't think, I think he tries to survive outside of the the fellowship and the the church itself. And he just uh, goes kind of wayward and then comes back. And uh, so, and and like Roger said earlier, he's not really held to the standards because he kind of his weight kind of fluctuates. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, obviously Gwen's not really holding him to any kind of standard. So yeah, the whole family dynamic was weird. Uh, obviously the daughter is like her clone. Yes. Uh, obviously she doesn't have the hair, but um, she gets a little more and more uh, skeletal as the, as the documentary goes on. Cause she's just, is so ridiculously skinny.
0: Um, How about but... the parent? How about the wedding? The day of mm-hmm. the police? Oh crash? Yeah where they the full stepford where they just basically everybody knows it happened and no one just nobody talks
1: well yeah uh that was one of the main points of the documentary is following this one family which they kind of fake you out a couple times uh like they're trying to do a little intrigue in this documentary too because when they're following this one family they're talking about their daughter delaney who got eventually got married to one of the members of the church and how she was completely brainwashed into that whole lifestyle the parents didn't approve of Gwen or her doing or being a part of any of that you know and didn't wasn't even going to go to her wedding if Gwen was going to officiate and and eventually on the day of the plane crash that kills Gwen and uh, most of the leadership of the church, this girl has her wedding like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And that's her cult leader. But that's part of their religion. If something bad happens, it is a judgment of God on you. So their entire religion crumbled in, in the space of a plane crash because that for them, that's God judging Gwen and the entirety of the church. In my opinion, that's how that's how they have to look at it. I don't I don't see how they can see it any other way, based on their own views.
0: Based on what Gwen specifically told everybody else, mm-hmm. right? When bad stuff happened to them, it was because they had, you know, they must have done something to make God mad. Well, you know, God just took out you and six hundred people. Right. Like, so how else can you look at it? But, you know, I, I'd be willing to, uh, willing to guess that, you know, they've kind of made some other type of, you know, rationalization of their mind. That it well, of
1: course. There. That's what they have to do. Just like when T died, um, mm-hmm. they, you have to adjust, but I don't think they know how to move forward because, um, yeah. Uh, by the they go through there's a lot of really good personal stories throughout the documentary Um, so when Gwen divorces her husband she meets this other grifter I don't know how they meet that's another question that I had Um, (laughs) named Joe Laura and he has a daughter with another lady so you get to hear her about whole, her experience with them and sharing parenting uh, <laughs> duties with this supposed cult leader, and she's a normal person, and the daughter has to go back and forth between normal life and cult life. Which well, is and, and, and
0: they, they take the, you know, the, there was again. You're only getting one side of the story, but mm-hmm. you know, if it's true. They they falsely accused the mother of sexually abusing yes. the daughter, um, and then I mean you tend to believe her because she has all these recordings. She started recording every phone call where the lawyer calls to butter her up. I mean it was just again just really awful and mm-hmm. shows the calls just total lack of regard for for children.
2: Yeah, that was another really fucked up part of it. And, you know, but back to back a little bit to the plane crash, like, you know, it's not only that your two leader. I mean, I guess once Joe comes in this picture, uh, he's kind of somewhat a leader with Gwen because they're married and all that kind of stuff. And they do all the videos and all that kind of stuff. But you not only lost your two leaders, you lost, uh, you know, five other, uh, you know, of the of the leading party, you know, like uh, there, there's. You know, they had little associate guys that you know ran stuff and all that other kind of stuff. So, but like you, you lost seven whole members of your like leading staff of the whole thing. So it's just it's not like you're just losing your your main leader. You're losing the you know the underlings that uh, Gwen had throughout the whole church. So um, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, the the whole thing with the uh, the daughter between Joe and I think Natasha was her name. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha really really knocked it out of the park uh, with this whole thing uh, with them too. Uh, she she lawyered up her, I mean she she uh, ended up representing herself in a lot of these proceedings. Uh, she read all the books and uh, f- figured out all the all the things that she needed to present in her case uh, throughout the whole, whole thing with all of them. Uh, you know it goes on for forever, um, so um but yeah she was really smart in all of it she she represented herself um and she she did all the work that she needed to do to uh properly represent herself and uh not not lose in a nefarious fashion like i feel like joe and uh gwen maybe wanted
0: them to
1: the joe guy is a real shady character too Mm -hmm. it's like you know i i could see how he could just instantly Size up this situation and go like, okay, I'm fixing to become <laughs> uh a preacher man, and he, that. Uh, I mean, he
0: was. He was, it was so. so fake. But it was he so was fake. so over the top, obviously in the financial aspect. I mean, and then you oh, know, yeah. all the video she had of him in his previous in his previous life. I mean. You yeah, know nothing, nothing. I mean, he was just kind of a you know. It seemed like he was a little bit of a scumbag, but he was kind of a normal guy. And now he is, you know, now he is Mister Mister Holy <laughs> Absurd, patently absurd.
2: Mm-hmm. And and he and he tried to be like a you know he he was a real I think he was a real low life like lived off the land and had like a you know a double wide trailer and and lived in that kind of stuff out in like the desert and shit. Um, but uh, bomb. He, Yeah, just pretty much a bum. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe him. Um, But, you know, he had to try to, he tried to have like a country music career. Mm -hmm. And I think he kind of, you know, he kind of used Gwen's money to kind of like rekindle that a little bit. Uh, I think that's what he really wanted to do, but he didn't have much success. So if he had the financial backing of something like this, I I think he was definitely in it for the money. He may have loved her somewhat and, uh, you know, he may have grown to love her even more, but Um, He was definitely, he definitely got into it for the, maybe this lady can advance my, uh, at least my music career, if not kind of put me more. She was in it for the
0: money too. They were. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah, I I think, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, they definitely, and you know, (laughs) she just probably wanted a pretty boy, you know, get rid Mm. of the old fat husband and uh, (laughs) get a pretty boy to, to live in this, uh, this luxurious life that she has, you know, and they, were apparently filming to try to get a reality show mm-hmm. made about the two of them. So that's why we have so much footage of a lot of their day-to-day life, which we get to see them a lot in the documentary. And it it just kept blowing me away. I'm like, if these people would have made it on TV, they would have been eviscerated like, mm-hmm. by popular culture. <laughs> like, I don't even know how they even thought that could be a thing. Are not you supposed to want to hide your money? These preachers don't never hide their money. They they're so bad at at, at trying to <laughs> I don't I guess if you don't know life? if you don't know all the
0: real horrible stuff like the way that they're caricature and over the top and it's this weight loss thing like I can actually see the show be successful. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, like, I mean, think about some of the stuff that we, that we watch. <laughs> right? Like, the more <laughs> But what do you mean by the Roger more, Roger? The more, Not <laughs> we. No, I meant we as in um, humans, not we. Oh, it's the royal wing, of course. Um, <laughs> but, like, like, the more over the, I mean, like, um, I was a big, like, Flavor of Love fan, as an example, <laughs> right? Like, that's very, very, very over the top, and, you know, but it was entertaining. Now, if it you know, if you found out that there was some, you know, child abuse going on with mm-hmm. labor, blah, love, Like, okay, now now that changes the way you look, you look at the show. So I could see her with her hair and, you know, yeah. there's ridiculousness where it could have actually maybe worked as a reality show, but, you know, this is yeah, one this... of those cases where the, uh, you know, truth is even stranger than fiction. This is like Crisley
2: knows best with a dash of religion. So
1: that's uh, what you know. I kept. There you, you go. Know.
2: Yeah. So I, and and another fine upstanding uh, citizen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I don't think they're the best human beings either. But like, I think, know, is he in jail? I think he's in jail. Yeah, they're both in jail. I think actually. <laughs> um, well, jail. It might be a, a prison. Ni- uh, it might be a nice word for it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're in a luxurious uh, prison condo somewhere. Mm. Um, but anyways, like, yeah. But, I can't say I necessarily enjoy, but I know some people just watch it for the ridiculousness of how stupid they are. So like there, there's an enticing part of reality TV to like, and like, I mean, I I think Jersey shore is another good example of like, they're they're just idiots, you know, but like there's something enticing about them and there's something enticing about watching their, Lives uh, happen and in, in front of you on the TV. So I think there would have been a sect of people so that would have definitely enjoyed watching it, uh, if not only for just the ridiculousness of how how ridiculous they are. So um, so yeah, I, I think it would have worked, but uh, it it definitely wouldn't have exposed the bad parts of it.
0: And you don't know like how popular it would have been. Like they, there's so yeah. many there's so mm-hmm. many shows. Like you know like for example Pawn Stars. Huge hit.
1: Hardcore pawn? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess there's just really nothing appealing about her to me. You know, like, I, I guess I just don't really see it. And I I don't know why anybody would watch it. <laughs> like, with Jersey Shore, there's appealing shit to oh, watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. know, with these two fucking fake asses, you know, being all fake churchy and stuff. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, and that's the other angle is, I mean, if you look at some of these absurd televangelists, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying not to you know, yeah, people, name, names here. or anything. Yeah. But, but there, 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 no there, 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 there are some over-the-top um, televangelists where, to me, Like, I watch it, and it's like, it's as ridiculous as any reality show in the world, (laughs) but, you know, these folks have, you know, made just massive, massive amounts of money talking on TV.
1: I never really saw, or I don't think they said how much she was worth. Um... No, but I mean,
0: did they say, I thought they said at the end how much she left the church. Was it like 10 million or something? I forget. Exactly. Exactly. It was like a decent amount remember they said this was a gift from Gwen but then her yeah so
1: all of all of the royalties I guess for all of her books and all the shit went to the church um but I don't know that they said a number but maybe I missed that so I, basically I, I probably
2: missed it. No, I don't think they win like her net worth or yeah. anything, but like I, I think it he he was is. probably somewhere in the ballpark of fifteen twenty million, something like that. So. Had to be right, yeah,
1: because they were living it up. Um, <laughs> they, he, had a big uh,
2: they have
1: the mansion. They the mansion, and then he talks about you know all of his toys. Not to uh, be morbid,
0: not to be morbid, but they did have multiple planes.
1: Yeah, uh, they which, did. Are, which are very
0: very expensive. Like frankly, like the when they talked about the potential cause of the accident was that Mm -hmm. Joe had only flown like single engine Cessnas and now he was flying a, you know, a a, a jet and there's a big big difference there. And
1: like he was a, right. He wasn't an instrument pilot. He was a visual pilot from what Mm -hmm. they said. So, and so they get in the plane and they they play the exchanges you know they ask him to come down i think off the elevation some and he's they show like the flight and it curves and they ask him to turn a little bit and then that's it it just crashes into a little lake and
0: and it was cloudy right and yeah so it was, it it was
1: cloudy and he might have got this Disoriented, is that a word? Uh, dis-
0: disoriented.
1: Dis- disoriented uh, by being in the clouds. Savage over there. Yeah. <laughs> and not knowing how to read the instruments, which uh, to me that's that's horrifying. And yeah, it, it, <laughs> I I don't want to say I'm happy that that happened to them. I mean, obviously. It, it ended up being probably the easiest way out for some of these people, um, but it is horrifying to think of plash, crashing in a tiny plane.
2: Yeah, especially the speed and like how quickly they dove. I feel like they mm-hmm. were at like 45. 40- or like 4,500 feet or something like that and they went down like within uh, like a minute like they died on impact it probably the explained. eyewitness
0: I mean the eyewitness said the, the plane went nose like just drove nose first into the water without slowing down or anything and it was nice. only eight, it was only eight yeah, that, feet of water so basically I mean it's just they're completely eviscerated on impact and so it's an odd thing because I mean I don't think it, I, I didn't get, like, I don't know how you both felt, but I didn't feel like I got, like, a perfect explanation for mm. it's cloudy, I get disoriented, mm-hmm. but then I just continue to fly the plane directly into the water once What's on, am mm-hmm. on out of the clouds. Like, I don't think I got, like, a um, a great explanation of that, where, who know, like, I don't know if... Like, I think they they talked about it a little bit. Was not it potentially like a suicide? Right?
1: To me, that doesn't make any sense. You know, they they were on top of the world. I mean, (laughs) they weren't struggling. Like, the church wasn't struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, They had some negative publicity and stuff, but they were going full steam ahead. They don't. It didn't deal with any kind of negativity. And Joe
0: Joe didn't strike you as the type of guy to have a quick attack of conscience or anything like that.
1: I I mean, he was living it up. Why would he? You know, I think he just thought he knew how to fly that shit and he fucked up. Yeah,
2: and maybe he was on something or something like that that had a weird effect on him or something like that. Maybe maybe some kind of uh, new drug or pill or Or uh, something that he may have taken that day that like had a drowsiness effect on him or something like that. I don't know. And not totally just be a
0: speculator, but I guess being disoriented, he could have, he could have passed out or something like that with the, Pointed down, and then there wasn't enough time for
2: something. Yeah, yeah, he out. could have had like a panic attack, and it might have just made him like really just zone out and just, you know, maybe, maybe pass out from, yeah, uh, being so stressed out or something like that.
1: Or, but. or lack of food, maybe. But I, yeah, but I do tend to agree that the um, the suicide thing was,
0: was probably, a, I don't see it.
1: No, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, but like you said. all of this was so performative like it's all a show it's all Mm -hmm. a sham all of it it's in her name right there her whole life was (laughs) it it just seemed like I would just be so interested to like this documentary didn't even pull back the curtain on half the things that I wanted Mm -hmm. to know I felt it's good like there's so much in the way of Of fellow uh, fellowship members, uh, past members and all their stories. But with Gwen herself, I never really could get a read on her because she just projected all this, I don't know, fanaticism or something that it's like I could never like get a grasp of who she really was at all. And not even fanaticism, I think
0: it's just, she's just a, a giant phony in her whole, like, anytime she was in front of that camera, she was not herself. Like, I don't even, like, she strikes me as the if she might not even know who herself is. Like, the, yeah. it's, it's all, it's all yeah. a show. It's all BS. All of it like
1: did she ever let it down you know did she ever was there ever an un- or maybe that's all that she was maybe there wasn't any down time from it, it there just, may maybe,
0: but i doubt when a camera was rolling where we were where we would ever see it you know what well yeah I, mean? you
1: know, I just thought there might be like a story or something of you know one time gwen well there was one about the man who came out as gay and they all he said you know She didn't say shit. She just, as soon as he told her, she just got up and left and never spoke to him again. Mm -hmm. So I don't think she dealt with anything that was negative. She just fucking walked away from it.
2: Yeah, I think she came became such a character caricature of of positivity and like you know, if if negativeness started coming towards her, she definitely shied away from it. You know, if if somebody tried to call her out on it, she quickly uh reversed it back in the other direction like i i never said anything like that even though they clearly have tapes and stuff like that of her saying things that uh maybe she's denying and stuff like that so i think she became such a you know just just such a like like the fakeness just poured over and that's who she became and she just couldn't break out of it maybe you know in a one-on-one situation with certain people she kind of let loose and uh was a little different but I, i think for the most part especially like you said when the camera was on she she became uh, who she who she thought she was supposed to be, uh, and that that's just pretty much what she was for uh, the re- the rest of her life and all, all the times that she was in front of people. So, yep.
1: It was this whole thing was just so <laughs> fascinating to me, um, and and in the wake of her death, the they all sort of looked to the daughter who like like y'all said is. Ended up being a fucking clone of this woman, a uh, skeletal clone of this woman. <laughs> she looks. And it's sad. I mean, sad. Yeah.
0: She looks real bad. You know, well, not. I mean, and, and then they did talk to her like high school friends and stuff. People who grew up yeah. with her when she was more normal, and she looked like, you know, she was a you know beautiful, normal, normal person, right? And and then to to like obviously this this type of thing it's pretty common, right, for the children to then to then take over and they she was being definitely groomed for it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she like like you said, she's a, a clone but probably even more indoctrinated than her mom. Mm-hmm. Because I think like if, if, if what I said earlier is true that her you know, somewhere her mom knew it was bullshit. Um, that probably isn't being passed on. To, to the child right so she probably actually buys this stuff which is even scary yeah, well, yeah. Mm.
1: And, and we've seen how they have to switch their ideas up as a cult now based on circumstances just like usually but there hasn't been i mean from the way that they ended the documentary talked about it she was doing some sort of sermon where she said that she wasn't gonna back down or whatever, but you know, what what does that mean? Is she is she <laughs> preaching on Sundays or you know, or are, are two thousand people still going to this church on Sundays?
2: Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like I, I feel and her husband was one of the people that actually died on the plane crash. Died on the that's right. Mm-hmm. Um she she not only lost her mom and her stepdad, but also her husband and the father of her uh, i think they had three or four or two or three kids um but it, it, like like towards the end of the uh of the documentary it seemed like she had she hadn't really taken a step back but she wasn't as much into the priest preaching and she was more like just running the whole thing and she kind of doled out responsibilities to certain people uh i think i think she was very overwhelmed with the idea that it was all gonna fall on her at first mm-hmm. um and, and she she She's maybe not as charismatic as her mom is. Um, I, I think she tried to do the whole preaching thing at first, and you know, she felt like she was pretty good at it. But she felt like she could dole out some responsibilities to others uh, that may have been in in the leadership uh, sect of the of, of the cult. Um, but I think she's definitely a little less hands on than maybe Gwen was, or that's what it made me feel like towards the end of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, she just she was definitely not as out front you know um publicly mm-hmm. like Gwen, it looked like never met a camera she didn't want to <laughs> perform for and um the, the daughter was definitely more behind the scenes logan i agree
1: well don't you need don't you need a charismatic leader of the church you know or is any does it survive i mean can anybody step i would up think
0: the- i would think this documentary probably
1: Killed it
0: all. It Didn't help. Um, I mean, I guess you know. In some ways, any what is it? All all, 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 exposure is good exposure. <laughs> right. Yeah. It did, it did expose a whole lot of other people to the uh, to the cult, but it really painted them in a negative light that I did not do um, any research before the, before the podcast around where they're at today. I mean, they tried They tried to defend themselves against the documentary mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. testimonials and oh, yeah. all the people coming out. But then, like, it makes it look worse when you mm-hmm. have all these other members who see the documentary, these ex-members who say they now, you know, they were afraid and now they feel empowered yeah. to, mm-hmm. you know, to speak up about how horribly they were treated as well. That, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the defense that it's just a, a degree, you know, a, a few people who couldn't, couldn't handle the, you know, couldn't handle the weight loss regimen and are lashing out. It's so, you know, they, they, they have a very, very Scientology vibe. About that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I do think it was amazing that they had like the core, like five that uh, talked a lot in the first three episodes. And then like out of the woodwork, there were like six or seven more <laughs> in the last two episodes. So it was like, yeah, like you said, it kind of, in, the first few episodes kind of empowered them and, uh, Made them a little less afraid uh, and they, they spoke their uh, their piece about what, what they felt and how they were and what they kind of felt while they were in, inside um, and how, how they felt now that they were uh, outside of it, of course. But yeah, I thought that was a really interesting part that they kind of brought in quite a few more perspectives in, in the second half.
1: I, I really like that too, just getting to see the whole fallout from the documentary within the documentary. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. And then one of the uh the former members, she had an interesting point too that she said, Sometimes I miss it, which is a whole nother level of bullshit <laughs> that she has to deal with because she said it wasn't all bad. You know, they wrap it up in a bunch of cool shit that you do want to be involved in you know so they you've based your whole life around this this group of people that are <laughs> just absolutely misguided and you can't get out of it and then you miss it when you do get out of it yes, So that, Stockholm I felt horrible for her when she said that mm-hmm. so the website says that uh, it is still on it is still a thing
2: we should send a uh... Scott Shiflet to do some investigating. He lives r- up around should. that area, so <laughs> he will be
1: done joined a cult. And I thought, I thought you were, I thought you
0: were taking a shot at his, uh, at his weight. No. <laughs> no, 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 He lives. <laughs> I was near, like, lives, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I can't say
2: anything. I can't say anything about his fucking weight. So, uh, no, I, I was talking about the fact that he lives in Nashville, which is somewhat close to where we're talking. About, so, he can do some investigating for us. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Scott could used to
1: investigate for six to eight months. Yeah. Scott, we don't get that. Yeah, I, I was, I'm very sorry, much sorry, I'm sorry Logan God, that didn't use not at exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah.
0: laughs> All right,
1: so I, I just thought this was it, the documentary is interesting mm-hmm. in, in the formatting and I, but like I said, I, I don't I didn't come away feeling like I know everything now.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so, a quick watch. Yeah. And there, it still feels like it's still unfolding in some way. You know, like even though she's dead, it, it feels like there's going to be some more aspect to this. Like something else is going to happen with this. It feels unfinished to me. I don't know if y'all felt that way.
2: No, yeah, I definitely did, and a, a lot of the stuff I read after I watched it seemed, said it seemed like it was, you know, it, it was very good, and it was a, it was an easy, quick watch, but I think that was almost to its detriment, because it didn't mm-hmm. they didn't spend a ton of time on certain things that I feel like it needed to. I don't have anything on the top of my head that I, is, like, a specific example of that, but, like, I feel like one thing could have been one episode, and I feel like this one is one of those that could have uh improved or like maybe been a little better if they had stretched out some stuff and maybe one thing was a whole episode another thing was a whole episode because i do feel like you're right we didn't get a lot of like her background you know she grew up in like the church of christ uh Mm -hmm. uh religion which like that's a whole other bag of just craziness those Mm -hmm. people were whack jobs (laughs) um But, uh, and, and like they, they don't think of women in power positions that, that, mm-hmm. that sect of, uh, Christianity. So it's like, it's even weirder that she emerged from that and became the powerful figure that she was. Cause that was just like, so against what she grew up with. So, um, but yeah, I, I think they could have explored a few things a little bit more, uh, and may, maybe flesh it out a little bit more. Uh, but maybe like you said, they had, they can kind of dive back into it and expand on some things.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I mean for for folks like who haven't seen this and who haven't seen the last documentary that we that we watched be the, um, the Heaven's Gate documentary. I'd say the Heaven's Gate documentary is just as is more in depth and mm-hmm. a, be, a better documentary and where I walked away feeling like um, like I, I really like I felt like I knew the members pretty mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and I at least I could I knew enough about the, you know, T and O to, to form an opinion. This one, um, I think they did a great job of, you know, painting Gwen and Joe in, a, in an awful light, which is it's seemingly seemingly well, heard, right? Mm-hmm. From, but I did not feel like I got in too in depth with any of the members. They spent a lot of time with Joe's ex. Who was mm-hmm. not a member, so it was less mm-hmm. about the cult and more about her struggles with him. Where, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I could have used some more in depth, more more in depth stories about some of the members, and then maybe a further exploration of Gwen's marriage prior to mm-hmm. Joe. Um, mm-hmm. They did not dive too far into that, and I'm sure there was some. Um, they left some meat on the bone there. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, highly recommend it, though, <clears throat> just just to see. Because I feel like it's very unique. Um, even though <laughs> these preachers have been around for a long time, pairing it with the weight loss uh, is just wholly uh, <laughs> unusual and, and genius. Like I said, evilly genius. Devious. Extremely.
0: Anything. I, I mean, it's the lowest form of low to me mm-hmm. when you when you prey on people who have a who have a and, and you see this in other, you know, in other self-help type industries, mm-hmm. right, for, for different issues. And, um, you know, you're, you're preying on somebody that just desperately these people willing to do just about anything, right, to to improve that aspect of their life and to
2: prey yeah, on them is just is just awful yeah it's it's the pretty much the lowest life form that you can you can go on that, that they're going to using like you know something that's supposed to be good and you know supposed to enrich your life and uh kind of mix it with making you feel bad about what what you look like and stuff like that this is just the, the worst thing that you could do and probably the evil but one of the more evil things that you could do in life so um yeah just not good not good at all <laughs>
1: I I do wish I knew the rule to the obedient children thing that that don't involve glue sticks, but (laughs) um, anyways, uh, any, any other final thoughts before we wrap up this one? Um, The, the nuances of cults just continue to be fascinating for me. We're going to dive
0: in even more. Mm Mm-hmm. Tip of the iceberg, as they say here. So <laughs> I don't have any final thoughts on this one. I am very much enjoying you know, watching these and speaking about them.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely I definitely enjoyed watching this one. Um, it has it had its parts that we obviously all uh, wished they dove a little bit deeper on, but um, yeah, definitely enjoyed this. Enjoyed the journey of watching these two documentaries so far um i definitely think like maybe like roger said maybe the first one is a little better at telling the story and uh gave us a little bit more in-depth details uh, of, of the whole thing um but yeah i'm enjoying the journey so far and looking forward to the next one
1: Alrighty, what do you have to promote anything you got going on logan
2: um Tornoso Monthly, me and you uh, are on that mm-hmm. together. We uh, go through a match on whatever show happens to be that month, the Saturday Night Spin events or pay-per-views, um, Dangerous Alliance uh, pod, Seven Months of Danger. Uh, we do that with, uh, it's me, Sean, Schiff, and Matt, and Jake joins us on special pay-per-view and clash uh, Clash episodes. Uh, we just did Super Brawl 2 Uh and Jake joined us for that. So that was a lot of fun. We had a little bit of dissension at the end with some uh, star ratings and uh, got a little, maybe, maybe a little angry with each other, but it, it all worked out in the end. But, um, and then highway to the impact zone on the uh, place of nation wrestling feed uh, we're going through TNA's history, uh, watching on the, imp- a lot, watching all the impacts and per views uh, and we're right upon uh, lockdown 2006. So That'll be one of our next episodes and looking forward to watching that one.
1: Check out all of Logan's things. What about you, Cowboy Roger? I have a one
0: trick cowboy Roger. cowboy Roger. There, there you are. You're, you're, you're listening to it.
1: The Enjoy. one and only. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Dedicated. No, you don't Dedicated. fuck around with any no, other podcast. Exactly. No, exactly.
0: You know, I just devote my full attention. <laughs> and I think during Logan's, um, during Logan's, Promotions there. I think we may have heard the genesis for that comment about Schiff. There was some dissension, some dissection oh, yeah, or yeah. star ratings. Mm-hmm. Next it, wasn't, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't Chef actually. He actually.
2: Uh, <laughs> he actually was on my side on that one. We 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 had a little tiff, but it was okay.
1: <laughs> As for me, you can hear my shows right here on North South Connection on Wednesdays. You can hear this one. You can hear. Uh, GC Dub, a game changing podcast. Um, and you heard about Pluto. And uh, anything else that I want to do, you will find here. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jenny Position. So anything I, I will do will be linked up on there so you can find it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to uh, North South across all the podcatcher apps and YouTube, TikTok, and all the good socials. Um leave comments and rate and review. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next time for another talk and talk. Come as commas we oo oh, oh, down Yeah, but for the folk who
0: my do you better look I'm right in the
2: eyes?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. First day we run you down, down to the dark, yeah, Sunday. And-